0: why they do that to daddy drop it Duncan and both come correct
1: and I thought if I die at least I don't have to watch slasher
0: yeah um, it's, it's slowly making me hate David Cronenberg which I, I don't want to be in that position but it's slowly making me think why, why are you here
1: yeah yeah he is, so, he's not good on this show no,
0: no, he's bad.
1: All right. Uh welcome everyone. Uh uh to another episode of Duncan and Bo slash fiction, aka Duncan a Bo come correct. We are a a mere um
0: four episodes of both.
1: Yeah. We've four. only yeah, so here we are. Uh uh I should say okay. So just oh, to yeah, ju- cool. yeah. just to say we well, yeah, oh, oh. so you know, we've done we took a, a couple of weeks off not because <laughs> yeah. not not because we were trying to get away from our our <laughs> responsibilities here.
0: No, cuz if it was that easy we would have done it a while ago.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Um yeah. <laughs> no the the reason we were off is you had the uh the fright fest
0: yeah glasgow fright fest returning back to cinemas like in-person fright fest which uh, last year was all digital and the year before we just got through it just before lockdown started so um so yeah i was back in a, a giant cinema surrounded by people watching new horror movies which was fucking weird
1: yeah, yeah, I guess so. How so? How was it? How was being amongst <laughs> uh, the people?
0: Uh, being amongst the people was okay for the most part. Um, not that I, I, I I'll get into a little, a little bit of bit details about maybe what didn't ruin it, but tainted it a little bit for me. Um, I think there was only one American in the entire auditorium, and they were sat right behind us. And you, I was going to say, you people—that is not fair. That is not fair. That okay. one particular American was very annoying, like incredible, very loud. Okay. And that's coming from me. Uh, talked all the way through the film, like narrated it. Like, why are you doing that? Don't go in there. Don't do that. Oh, that's a really? bad thing. Yeah, yeah, one of those. And then every song that played in the movie, they sang the lyrics out of key. Um, so yeah, that was, but they didn't sit through every movie, thankfully, but they were there for most of it. Um, so there was that part.
1: Yeah, that sounds um,
0: terrible. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't fun. Um, and then the second part was, the, for the most part, the movies were not of the usual quality I've experienced at Fright Fest. Okay. A couple of reasons for that. Not Like, maybe two out-and-out out stinkers, um, and the rest were adequate. Adequate to amazing. But I did see what I would put forward as my favourite movie this year. Um, uh, oh, really? Which is, what was that? Uh, a, little, a little Italian number uh, called Freaks Out, um, which I don't know when it's going to be available, but uh, it's... Uh, let me put it this way, and this is a bold fucking statement that is likely to lose me listeners. I like bold um, statements. There, are, I've seen two movies this year that involved freak shows. Right? One being Gemo del Toro's Nightmare Alley. Uh-huh. And the other one being Freaks Out. Freaks Out is the better movie. Whoa, bite
1: your tongue, sir.
0: Not I shit you not. Let me just set you up a little premise. Okay. Four freaks uh-huh. uh, in Italy during the German uh, kind of Nazi occupation of Italy towards the end of the Second World War. Um have their basically their tent blown up and making move to Rome to try and get passports to get across to America to continue their, their trip there. Uh, the four freaks in question all um, appear to be able to do the manifestation of what their freak ability is. Ergo kind of making them superheroes to an extent. Oh, okay uh, this sounds but, like a so, Charles Band movie. Dude, like, the, the production on this is ridiculous. Like, this is the best movie I've seen this year. And like, and, like, the level of... It's the most... What we got told was it's the most expensive Italian production ever, right? So there is serious fucking money behind this. Like, serious money. Um, and so they they go to Rome. But in Rome, there is a... There is a massive freak kind of the circus there. Oh. Um, and... Uh, it's headed up by uh, a a, a Nazi with six fingers uh, on each hand, and he plays piano. But he also, when when he huffs ether, he sees the future. So he has seen the downfall of the Nazi regime. This sounds bonkers, man. Uh, You've no fucking idea, right? You've no idea. He's seen the downfall. But imagine all of what I'm saying just now but amazing production as in like okay. Marvel level production, as in like everything is, looks like all the money in the world has been spent on it. And um, this guy sees the future and he sees that the only way to save the Nazi regime is he has to track down these four people that he's seen from his visions who happen to be four freaks that actually manifestate their power. And that's, the setup, and then what you basically get—the way I described it—is imagine uh, the adventures of barnum Munchausen as directed by Guillermo del Toro, and that's the fucking movie. It was mind blowing. It was—I like—I—I I sat there going, "What? What? Like all the way? just the best fucking thing." Ever. I I I I fucking adored this movie. Um and it's it's like it plays for kids, but it's got really filthy humor in it. Like really, really dark, disturbing, filthy humor. And oh yeah, Nazis are murdering Jews in the background. Like it is just it's incredible it's like it, it blew me away i i, I kind of sat there just going this is this is amazing so yeah so All right. that was the best movie i saw the worst movie i saw uh-huh. um, is a movie that's getting a lot of traction just now and is about to hit i think theaters in america and me and that movie would be um what was it monstrous the new Chris Severson movie starring Christina Rishi, which yeah. is hot fucking garbage. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a movie that that if you are even semi-educated in horror movies, you know what the twist is. Three minutes into it, and then it dares to do fucking nothing until the last three minutes. And when the last three minutes show up, it's shite. Oh, my God. Christina Rishi's really good in it. Sure. Well, she's good. She's she's really good in it, and the the time period, the setting of the kind of fifties aesthetic and all the rest, p- tailor made for her. Mm-hmm. But the movie itself, fucking garbage. Yeah,
1: so that's a bummer. So there you go. I, yeah.
0: So that's that's that that would be my semi- There's a lot of bad. There's a movie that like. If you get a chance to watch it, you need to watch it because it is right up bows. This is a terrible fucking movie, but I can't believe how much I am laughing and enjoying how terrible it is. There's a movie called The Ledge. Okay. Uh, The Ledge is basically... Imagine Cliffhanger with rapists, and that's kind of... It's just like a a group of douchebaggy, douchebro guys who accidentally... Well, accidentally... Murder a female climber, uh, and her her female friend uh, decides to like she she films them disposing of the body, and then to escape them decides to climb up this like extremely dangerous mountain um, in Italy, and they pursue her up the mountain. And that's it. It's got the worst dialogue I've fucking... T- and the, one, Another movie that has money spent on it has the... But this is the thing. Directed by the the, the, the dead.
1: Really? Well, he also did... What was the, the dead he, India? Did that, he did that
0: second movie, the dead India, which was a pile of t- shit. But yeah, not uh, he very did good. the dead.
1: And I was like, the dead is a great movie. The dead is um, a great
0: movie. But the best thing about it was, this was the first time we'd seen it with an audience. And um, he sat down and did do the QA at the end, and he was like, "It's like I'm. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't expecting so much laughing during the movie. Um, it's like kind of. It's a bit more. You know, it's, it's supposed to be played a bit more serious than that. But the whole place was just pissing themselves laughing because it's fucking awful. And then he, he didn't read the the kind of tone of the room. What he should that he should have done a Tommy Wiseau and just went right into right, right. it. You know, it yeah. was supposed a oh, I made a this
1: campy movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he didn't do that. So he tried to kind of defend it, justify it, and then, then kind of shun it. You know, why well, I didn't actually write the dialogue, why well, I didn't actually edit the movie,
1: and it was just like, dude, what are you doing? Oh, and he yeah, was also you're the director, man. Don't don't pawn that. He off.
0: was also out his face on drugs. Like he'd come in here, cocked
1: to the, on he
0: was bouncing like, and he couldn't sit still. And oh, it was hilarious. So yeah, the ledge. If you get a chance to watch it watch it Bull. we would have the funnest conversation all right that might about be a future how...
1: commentary
0: oh dude it is, it is it is primed for a commentary it is it is it is yeah i could see this with, with a, a degree of ease and cover. it is a worse movie and an easier movie overall to mock than money plane so
1: Oh, now that's a
0: bullshit. I statement. shit you not. I shit you not. It doesn't have rumble in it, but um <laughs> as you know what I mean um <laughs> you know it was what a better an elegant or fucking a man money play. Money play. It doesn't have, doesn't have that, but it does have some of the worst dialogue I've ever
1: heard in a movie. Um all right. Well, you know, that's appealing on some level. Um if you if you want if you want me like you were on
0: vacation I was. So I was doing that. You were enjoying time away from things. Yeah, yeah.
1: I I don't know how well it comes across. I'm still a little sunburned or a little. You do look a little bit lush. Yeah. Um. A little lush. Uh. Speaking of. Um. (laughs) No, I went on a a a Bahamian cruise. And uh. Yeah. I know. It was very fancy. Um. But yeah, I did like a. It was like a, a. Five day, four night kind of is, yeah, four night kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. And went to uh, Nassau, and um, it was. So I, I I think I've mentioned this before, but my buddy Chad that I do pick six movies with, he works for Disney. And yes. So they get these incredible rates for Disney cruises, mm-hmm. and so that's what we did. We did like the actual Disney cruise, and mm-hmm. um, they have their own island. Of course they do, and yeah, so we did that for. Is a there day. a super
0: villain and a volcano mountain in the middle of it?
1: No, but w- uh, a guy right down the hall totally got wicker manned. Um <laughs> You gotta, you gotta leave somebody behind, <laughs> and I uh, fortunately it wasn't me.
0: Oh Jesus Christ! No, yeah, no. You like and then, start the boat! Start the boat!
1: <laughs> right? He's he's like they're burning the effigy. He's in a wooden goofy they're all like, it's a small <laughs> world after <Yep>. all.
0: Yup, <laughs> yup. <Yuck, yuck.
1: laughs> I'm afraid
0: you've got to die. Cool. <laughs> that, that would be, that would be the, like being burned alive and hearing Goofy laugh at you might be the worst thing ever.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. He did not seem to enjoy it. Um, but, uh, but it was really great. Like they had, the, uh, honestly, the dinners were what made the whole trip. Like it was some mm. of the best food i've had in a very long time like really like, strangely really good escargot Um uh, nice. yeah um like every meal was just decadent and it was it was really wonderful but it was really nice like just sitting on the deck I, if you if you ever get the opportunity i kind of recommend it of sitting on a deck and just reading a book yeah. and, while like you know the ocean surrounds you and so forth it was it was really wonderful i, I had a great time Um, but yeah, got a little, that, that day in, uh, the Bahamas, I got a little burned. Yeah.
0: Cause mm. it's warm there both.
1: Right. Yeah. No, the sun's shining all the time. Yeah. I'll (laughs) tell you, here's (laughs) one of my favorite things about the Bahamas actually is we took, um, I like a good cultural tour, like an architectural or historical tour, if you go visit a
0: place. I'm 100% the same. Yeah.
1: So I ended up uh, signing up for this uh, pirate tour, because I was like, oh, that would be fascinating Mm -hmm. is to hear, like, be on this replica pirate ship as it kind of tools around uh, the the Nassau Harbor, telling stories of uh, pirates. It's not what I got. It was more of a pirate dance party um and and less historical and so forth which was a little bit of a, a I, I think
0: i own for the playstation 4 pirate dance party I'm
1: t- uh, yeah i don't think i ever played it but um it's it's pretty good the multiplayer is good um the the thing about uh <laughs> the thing about the pirate dance party it totally was just like hey we're gonna dress up like pirates um there's some rum punch that you can get at the bar we're mm-hmm. we're going to tell a few, not even stories, just we're going to give you a few facts about the Bahamas that may or may not be related to piracy. And then <laughs> uh, the kids are all going to have a good time. And then we're yeah. going to play some, some dance music and then dance around and everybody's going to have their rum punch and it's going to be a good time. And so that part of it was kind of a bummer. Because I was like, but I'm not learning anything. I want to learn something, <laughs> and which just tells me like what an old man I've become. Where I'm just like, what do you mean this isn't like uh, enriching in some way? You yeah.
0: Know? Don't try and ply me with alcohol as a way to make me forget that this is a learning
1: experience. Right. I wanted to learn something, but here's the here's the thing that I took away from the pirate dance party was uh, as you're cruising through the bay, you get to see the homes that people own. Mm-hmm. Right on the Nassau Bay. And they are these like incredible mansions with private yachts docked, docked in front and so forth. And it was like the amount of drug money that, oh, God, would, yeah. that would buy a home like this. It was incredible, Duncan. I mean, that'll all
0: be drug dealers. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> like... But there was one of the like, it was this really beautiful, like modern glass and 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 stone kind of building or mansion essentially and it was like this looks to go back to video games it was like this is the thing you buy in in grand theft auto you yeah know, like this the, is the, the thing you buy right yeah. this is the house that's <laughs> like you have made it you now control the crime in the city and <laughs> we have given you this beautiful postmodern mansion as, as a reward it was that yeah and it i mean just Gorgeous, but uh, yeah. So I got a little sunburnt, but it was uh, it was a good time. So that's why we've been a little bit away. Is that a little we've bit been away? You see, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: we have been. Yeah, we've not been here. Um, we've been doing other things, and it's not because we were trying to short responsibilities, like Bo said. We're back. Yeah, we've got to do another episode of Slasher. Uh, we've got, got five for enjoying episodes. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, it's uh, all right. Here's another thing, Duncan is. Against all odds, <laughs> like the last episode we did is maybe the most listened to episode of the show we've ever done. What? Yeah. Why? It's a good question. Uh, but God bless you. And maybe it's
0: and maybe at this stage it's just people tuning in to see how miserable we are. I perhaps
1: so. Uh, they,
0: they do say misery loves company. I think that's maybe why the downloads have
1: been up. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so, but like it's appreciated, and it's we love you
0: all. We do love you all, but this TV show is slowly killing me. (laughs) Well, I don't think it's all that slow. Um, It's well, we've been doing it a year and a
1: bit, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, I came down with a case of terminal slasher. (laughs) Really taking its time with me. (laughs) <laughs> um oh, all right all right so let's now that we've apologized for you know basically a week's worth of delays yep, in everything <laughs> there, and also what's going on in ukraine i'm sorry about that yes um you know obviously we stand with ukraine what a what a t- Oh hundred percent yeah like couldn't any more if we tried so um what a, what a terrible situation that is and mm. and you know Believe it or not, we have Eastern European listeners, so I, I, I hope everyone is well. I hope it, you know, good lord be be safe. And uh and and also kind of fuck Russia while we're at yeah, it. Yeah,
0: oh hundred percent. All once again, always.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh I'm sure the Russian people are wonderful, but uh, you know, Putin seems then to be neither a Neither is of a cock.
0: not neither is there a regime.
1: Yeah, right, right. Um, so, anyway, aside from all that, let's get back to the business at hand. We begin the show talking about something we've seen good and bad. Um, you kind of did a little bit of that with the Fright Fest, but any, anything that you want to, uh, draw attention to? Yeah, well, I I saw that, the Batman yesterday. How was that? Where is that? Is that your good or your bad? That's my
0: good. Oh. Uh, I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was great. Matt Reeves doing it again. Yeah, I, like to me, that was I, like I don't do. This is the thing. Like I, I don't have allegiances to comic books, to particular comic book authors that did particular runs and all the rest of, Like when I watch a movie, I judge it on like is it a good movie? You know, mm-hmm. would I watch it again? Did it entertain me? As a three-hour movie that did not feel like a three-hour movie it flew in for me. I loved like the, the the kind of stylistic choices and i'm not just saying this because it was mostly shot in glasgow mm-hmm. um which was is one of my favorite things i've been reading online is talk, people talking about how authentically shitty they've made gotham look when it's just shot in glasgow um no no that's why they came here um so i i i love that aspect but um like so many plus points for me, overall, in it, I think uh, Colin Farrell as the penguin is fucking genius. I, you would not want, like, he's got so much prosthetic on, you would never know it was him. But I, I like the humour, the, the way that all worked out, absolutely brilliant. Um, Paul Dano as the, as the Riddler. I mean, he's a great actor, mm. but like they, they zodiac him up to the nth degree, and I kind of fucking loved that. Um, I did not know. See, there were so many things I'm so disconnected from it. I didn't know that um, Andy Serkis played uh, Alfred in this. You oh, don't I get did a lot. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, you don't get a lot of them, but he's really good. Sure. Um And our our, our buddy, our uh, Pat's, is a great Batman. He, like he's not. He doesn't talk too much. He doesn't do, like and um, the like. I had, to, I had to Google this to have it explained, but uh, Batman doesn't kill anyone in this.
1: He's not like, supposed to. Batman is but, supposed to not kill. Yeah,
0: did not know that. So, like, that's not what history's taught me. History's yeah. taught me that in every single movie, Batman kills everyone. Yeah. Uh, so th- that was that was a bit of a shock to the system. And by God, does he actually solve crimes? Which was kind of weird. Like, you see him, you see the process of him. There's a bit of the Watchmen in it as well. There's a bit of kind of a bit of kind of like Roschach journal. Um, and, you know, there is a narration that goes through it where he's narrating what he's doing. Um, I thought it held together really, really, really well. I've read some people say that they don't like the runtime. wasn't an issue for me. Read somewhere that people didn't really like the score to it—a uh, bit too much Nirvana for them. Didn't mind it. Um, I thought overall it was done really well. I enjoyed the new Catwoman. Um, I think they've set it up really well for potential future ones if they
1: if when they decide mm. to do it, it's not a case of if they will be yeah, doing it's more done well them. it's it's made some money
0: so yeah i'd like i was i was actually surprised at how much i enjoyed it because i did a hard pass on those athletic ones i could not give less of a fuck about those athletic ones and didn't watch any of them because um, I kind of thought after Nolan's Batman movies, that was me kind of done I was like, yeah. right, I've seen it. it's probably about as dark and as good as the interpretation of that world and that character is going to be, I don't really want to go through that again with someone else, and um, this one was really, really, really fucking good, so well played to them um, it's, it's ballsy putting out a three hour movie like especially oh, in this climate sure. just now super ballsy, and they've done it, and it seems to have succeeded. A lot of that will come down to the intellectual property itself. You know, Batman's a bankable name, but it does seem like people are enjoying it. And this is maybe the first time I've seen, like, a lot of reviewers not instantly comparing it to Nolan's Batman, which is unfortunately... What is going to happen when you get... It's like we talk about with The Exorcist all the time. You just... like Is there any point of doing any movie that has demonic possession in it anymore when The Exorcist exists? Yeah, because... Yeah. you, know, you as soon going as, to do different? Yeah. Yeah, as soon as you do that exorcism scene, it is instantly going to be, put, you know, compared to that. And in the case of this one, I thought they did enough. With it and pushing it in different directions, and it, it just it flowed really, really, really well. And it, like, it's difficult not to look at that movie and weirdly, weirdly see like I'm now getting like a whole generation of filmmakers who are very influenced by David Fincher,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and this one is yeah. like, and this is about as close as you will ever get to David Fincher directs the Batman. So I, I've yeah, I heard that was...
1: this is like the. Seven DNA is quite all the obvious. Way through it.
0: Yeah. 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 All the way through it. Just like it's, it's got a very particular feel, vibe, and action about it, that, uh, and a flow which feels that way. And I'm not against that. Like I have all the cheery, like, and I'm using cheery loosely here. Yeah. I've all the cheery, happy, sparkly, flashy, very, very colorful Marvel movies that sit here. And they've tried the darker stuff with the DC. Thing And it's been a bit hit or miss, right? And we've had that Joker movie, which I thought was great. And we've now had the Batman movie, which I think is great. What's interesting about them is there appears to be very little studio fuckery coming in from that side. That's the way they should just do them. These little standalone Mm -hmm. reinterpretations and reimaginings, as opposed to trying to replicate what the other side's doing. Because the other side kind of does that well. So you might as well just try and do your own thing. And make your movies as different to them as possible without trying to copy them. And I think that's I think those two movies are a success story because of that.
1: I yeah, I think you're right. And and I like, I mean, I, I don't have a too much personal preference when it comes to the comics. Like I probably tend to enjoy Marvel comics more than DC because DC gets a yeah. bit goofy with some of that stuff. <laughs> but I do like that dc has taken that tack that you described of just hey let's let's do these one-off movies or if we do you know a trilogy or whatever then that's fine but we'll kind of it'll be self-contained we don't have to have the character from this movie hopping into this movie and that kind of thing we can just do our own our own stuff and when you're talking about especially batman where there's you know almost a hundred years worth of batman stories yeah this movie's a
0: three three hour kind of essentially reboot reimagining that doesn't have an origin story
1: yeah that's great uh that was one of the best things about spider-man when marvel took spider-man they were just like don't even worry about
0: look like you've like in the last 20 years you've seen this rebooted twice why would we reboot like i I just like people know the story let's get into let's get into what people are paying their ticket money for and that's what they did straight away and like it didn't I, I don't know. If I, I hit the ground running in a way that I thought was great, so I, I am I'm very curious to see what they they want to continue doing with. They certainly set up a kind of teaser ending, uh, which could lead to a certain direction, which feels so obvious. It kind of it did make my eyes roll a little bit. But uh, you've got you've got what was it you've got Nick Cage out there saying that he wants to play the Eggman. I don't fucking know who that is. I saw a picture of it. It looks ridiculous, and I was like. Nick Cage in a Batman movie? I wouldn't watch that. I would, I would fucking watch that. His new movie's getting amazing reviews when he plays himself. Yeah, uh, it's getting amazing. Like the what, what it's a unbearable burden of thing. what? It, what is it the being one? Be me or the yeah. of be myself or whatever it is. Yeah, for these. Yeah, it, it just looks silly in a way that I can get behind. So yeah, that that's that's my good. In terms of my bad, I've not seen anything worse than what I saw at Fright Fest. Those movies were were were. The, the well that Chris Severson Severson one is yeah is is bad and uh, it's going to get the only reason it's getting that push now is because um, and they said at Fright Fest it's on the upswing now for <clears throat> Christina Rishi's career because she did the Yellow Jackets mm-hmm. so because of that the movie was not the movie was supposed to go to streaming but because she's popular again they're pushing it theatrical so.
1: Did you happen to see a movie called Deadstream?
0: Mm, Stop ringing the bell. Okay, I
1: I don't know if it was that frightful. I've just started to see some buzz about it being described as, um, w- what if you did a found footage Evil Dead? Oh, and I and but are, are specifically Evil Dead too? That it's got that kind of goofy humor, but it's really kind of a you know splatter comedy sort of thing and i was like oh, you d- have my attention so 100% 100%
0: yeah. and i did see the horror comedy that played at the was two horror comedies that played at the festival the one i would like highly highly recommend uh is a french movie called and i forgot the name i'll get the name before this finishes
1: la i think it's Bar- movie
0: yeah la, Mo- la movie de comedy yeah. um it was, it was, uh, and I will find it right now while I am padding for time. Um, it was a horror comedy bow that uh, essentially, and I have, what? Uh, no what out, it is in there. Uh, it, it was a horror comedy Bo, and in this this horror comedy uh, yeah. world, it, it had, um, I had humor, believe it or not. Uh, was there and, horror um, as well? There, there was a little <laughs> bit of horror to accompany. <laughs> You're <a> bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I love this so much. This is the best conversation we've ever had, yeah. and <laughs> I cannot find this fucking thing. I hate life right now. I did see the new Gaspar Noe movie that that will us uh, Yeah, uh, I, I saw that
1: you really liked it.
0: It's incredible.
1: Yeah, I need mean, to see that. It's
0: like absolutely the least Gaspar Noe movie that I've ever seen, whilst at the same time being the most Gaspar Noe movie I've ever seen. Mm. And that the entire movie is shot in that De Palma dual screen.
1: Oh, okay.
0: The entire movie. So it's from two characters' perspectives simultaneously all the way through the movie. Um, And Argento, who is the lead actor in the movie, is fucking great. (laughs) Like, absolutely great. Um, The movie that I was looking for is Some Like It Rare, which I think might be out by the end of this month. Is a French um, cannibal comedy. And, like, there is no way that... like The way that I laughed and thought, uh, zombie for sale was just like a like like a, just an incredible yeah
1: like of
0: horror comedy
1: yeah
0: this is on that level
1: okay all right I enjoy, it's really, yeah.
0: you you will lo- you will love it it's fucking hilarious um and it's really well done and i yeah i thought it was great so yeah i, I with that i have nothing to share but what about yourself what have you been watching
1: well i'm going to use french movies as a transition Oh, nice. To the good. La
0: transition.
1: As the French say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just embarrassing.
0: Um, yeah. th- so the- well, it's like, uh, have you ever seen uh, a series of unfortunate events? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like, see Jim Carrey's character all the way through. I love, I, I, I absolutely love uh, Count Olaf. I think he's fucking hilarious. But there, there's a thing he does all the way through it where he's like that. He's like, uh, comes home he's like orphans where is uh what, why can't i smell dinner and they're like dinner he's like yeah it was on the list of things to do and they're like all right and he's like so where's the roast beef and she's like roast beef and he's like yes it's the french term for beef that is roasted
1: low <laughs> roast beef um that. anyway uh, yes. back, yes. back to the thing i saw french. so yes the french movie i saw uh I finally caught up to Livid which premiered on Shutter.
0: Only what 10 years, yeah. 12 years like after it was released in the UK.
1: Yeah. And so in I don't want to spoil anything from Livid because you you should just watch it and kind of go on that journey of what that movie is. But it's
0: literally what the guys from Inside made right after Inside.
1: Yeah it's so bananas um yeah it's, it's fucking great so it's fucking great bananas yeah no the where you start in that movie and where you end in that movie is one of those things of like wait how did we get here again oh right okay the this thing and this thing and this thing so yeah. the the way that it's pitched on shutter and in fact i had a bit of a conversation um on the discord channel With uh, some of the people like... You know, the description of the movie kind of gives the movie away. Oh, no. Yeah, and the description of the movie is... You have uh, a trio of people that sneak into this old woman's house... Who is an invalid. Is, you know, Mm -hmm. basically unconscious. And on, on the hunt for buried treasure. You know, that there's a treasure somewhere inside the house. And then spooky shit happens. And to say... like in in most movies that would be the movie yeah whereas in this that is entirely the first act of the movie oh yeah yeah. that's just you getting your foot in the door and then just absolute crazy shit begins popping off yeah and it it reminded me a bit of sort of a midnight mass of like oh that's what this is about like oh, you know, right, yeah. you know, like that. You don't really know what's going on until you know what's going on, and then once you do, mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh, okay, this all adds up now." Um, great effects work. It's oh, yeah. it, it like it gets pretty gnarly at times, and it's just a it, like it. It's a fun movie, you know. Yeah. Like I, I still have my moments where I'm like, I don't know what this movie was about necessarily. I, I like I, I, I,
0: I would love to know from. I think this was a case of like Inside was a surprise hit for them and then they were just given carte blanche to make a movie and I think they wanted to do like a kind of gothic fairy tale a la their style. Yeah. Um, and that's what comes out the back end. Like it's just as an it's an absolute bonkers movie. I like yeah. I, I, the the reason you guys have not seen it is because it was essentially acquired by a studio who were going to remake it Um, And it was shelved. Um, So it was acquired by an American studio with the the view to like keeping it. They used to do this with J-horror all the time. It's why so many of those J-horror movies didn't come out like until after like the remake of The Ring or after the remake of The Grudge is because studios acquired them, held them there, got their American remake out first. Um, and then those movies eventually found their way out. So, But that all kind of fell through it, and it's just lay... This is the frustrating thing. It's just lay on a shelf, Um, and in a a world where you can get almost instant access to anything, it wasn't that difficult to source online if you wanted to. Um, But the fact you could just buy it from another country and have it imported as well, it, it, it just seemed, like, backwards to me. But it's the... Like a lot for a lot of people, I think, look at those guys and say, Well, they did, you know, they did Inside and then they did that Texas Chainsaw movie, which wasn't very good. And what happened to these great directors? And it's like, well, no, no, no. They they have movies out there that are like worth tracking down. And um, it's not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination. It does have a couple of little blips. Um, and it but for the most part, like it is it is one of those like uh, the aforementioned evil dead is uh, like is one of those ones where you strap yourself in for a ride and you end up on a roller coaster ride that you did not expect when you sat in the seat yeah, um, for sure so yeah I, uh, I think uh, i think it's really good hopefully more people will check it
1: absolutely and you know and shutter's uh pushing it well enough and and so forth but i need to go back and rewatch it just to follow that main character a little more and like okay yeah, yeah. are there hints to where she ends up in this movie <laughs> because when that happened, I was like, all right. So, okay. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but it's, it's really good. It, like, it, It's really unusual. And it was one of those movies where throughout the film, I was like, I think I know where this is going. Oh, nope, nope. Yeah. No, I don't. Uh, I don't know there's, where this is going.
0: There's nods in it as well, in a way that I can kind of get behind to something like uh, The Drip, the Mario Bava short from... Mm. A, a black Sabbath, Black Sunday, Black Sabbath.
1: Oh, black right, Sabbath. right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the
0: drip with the women in the bed, then blood. Mm-hmm. So there's nods to that specifically in the color work and all the rest. Where those guys know, yeah, like those guys know their shit. Yeah, like that's that's the beauty of that. And like you said, they they were coming off inside. Which is he? If you've never seen that movie before, is he sober in fucking Christmas movie? Um. But yeah, like they had, they took all that aesthetic of all those practical effects over at the movie, and it benefits it so much. It's a tactile movie, you know what I mean, in the worst squidgy possible way. So, um, I'm glad you finally saw it.
1: Yeah, yeah, thanks to Shudder for you know bringing it to the finally doing it. Yeah, so so cheers to Shudder. But jeers, jeers to shudder, Duncan.
0: Because well, this is the, the like first it giveth then it taketh, yeah. Uh, it taketh away. Yeah. What what uh, what bad movie did you see on shudder? The
1: Seed. Uh, right. This
0: is right. I know so little about this. Out with I've seen the I, I, I've seen the the Mark Kermode review of it, which was kind of fucking hilarious. Where he was basically like, "Yeah, imagine I can't remember what the movie said." He was like, "Imagine this movie but with boobs," and I was like, "All right." Uh, I don't know if I want that. A, a body horror alien cosmos thing, yeah?
1: Yeah, so basically, it, what if uh, a trio of girls, one of which is completely intolerable and the other two are semi-tolerable, <laughs> discover the cat puppy from House 2...
0: Oh, you have me in on car puppy. I,
1: I well, it's not as adorable as cat or puppy It looks like a little slimy turtle that they find that they originally think is dead, and then uh, anyway. But it has like this hypno power where if you look at it, it makes you horny. Oh, Kinda. nice! It
0: that's that's what I call the Duncan effect.
1: Yeah. So anyway, is it, it's definitely a movie that was shot with like okay we don't have a lot of money and we don't have a lot of locations we've got this house and we've got you know a a couple hundred grand for special effects so we can make Uh this puppet and also it's almost like a level like the psycho gorman level of effects but without the tongue-in-cheek of that all right yeah yeah. so that it's like well this looks pretty goofy and plasticky but without all the charm of that um and it just takes so damn long to get anywhere and by the time the movie's wrapping up like yet yeah, there are elements of body horror but not a ton not really mm. and and so i was a little disappointed by that being used as a descriptor because yeah. it's like eh not it's mostly just this puppet that horns these girls up so that they want to make out with it with said puppet and then Ooh, right. so it's a little bit it's a, uh, I was going to say invasion of the Body snatchers, but nobody's body gets snatched, really, but it does create like it like it it's like they become like sort of sexually addicted to this thing, but again, it just takes so i mean it's only a ninety minute movie, but it felt way longer than that yeah, it do, it, it spins its <clears throat> wheel too much it you know and and again like you were saying, if you've ever seen a horror movie ever ever ever, you're like, I know how this is gonna end.
0: That's the problem, I think. There's, there's now a, we saw, and it's about to come on, Shudder, I think, uh, The seller. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which is, like, as we saw that at, at Fright Fest. And, like, my, my like, we were talking about it afterwards, it was the last movie, it was a closing movie, and I was like, yeah, if you've never seen Hellraiser or, you know, The Beyond before, yes, it's a completely original, fresh idea. However, if you have seen those movies before, I think there's a moment in it where one of the characters even says, you know, like, um, you know, it's our fault we opened the box. And it's like, there is no box as a house, but she refers to it as the box. And I'm like, um, were we just taking lines from Hellraiser? I mean, like... What
1: the fuck I was copying and pasting and I forgot to change. Like, honestly, I a, it, it a
0: feels so much. It feels so much like that's the it's not a terrible once again, it's not a terrible clean up on Shudder. It'll do so so well on Shudder. Yeah. But I'm also like, yeah, Shudder has its casual people that watch Eckhart Horror movies and you know, they watch them on Saturday nights whatever, but they also have hardcore fans and if you are a hardcore fan sitting down is that way the same way that i felt watching the void where it's like oh well this just reminds me of much better movies yeah. that i'd much rather be watching the Seller is exactly the same it is just it's a little from this movie a little from this movie a little from this movie all put together in a cocktail shaker strained out the glass and served um you know what i mean it's it, but those those like constituent elements themselves are better than the cocktail that you've been served there, um, there was so...
1: uh i I don't know that I'm gonna be able to find the name of this movie. there was a a movie I saw forever ago um maybe called the item oh, all right, hold on, I'm gonna yeah, yeah, you'll yeah, find that yeah. no for sure, okay. So, um, there was a movie called The Item, Mm -hmm. and I was reminded of that, and it is not a very good movie, (laughs) um, don't, don't ever watch The Item, but it's, the whole idea is that it's kind of a Tarantino ripoff, where it's a bunch of, you know, young criminals who steal this thing in a box, and they open the box, and it's this little puppet that kind of that talks to them in a very like hey you know you're uh i know that you're a low-level fuck but i think the others in your group are trying to swindle you oh
0: yeah tons of against each yeah, other
1: yeah that kind of thing and it reminded me a lot of the item the, this movie oh, the <laughs> seed and not it's not a one-to-one but it's a lot closer than i wanted it to be yeah yeah uh so you know but that's on the one hand, I'm like I did not enjoy this movie, but also you gave me livid this month, so I'm not, I'm not complaining. Like, I would rather it, like
0: Shudder is still this year alone is still giving like incredible quality. Uh, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that is ending up there uh, this year, which is going to be fucking great. Um, so and, and the thing is, like, you didn't like that movie from the description. Mm. I won't like that movie. There are people out there that will love that movie, and that's what they—that's what they do. They do that, like their creation side of what they put on their channel is surprisingly balanced.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I you know like I mean? the fact that these movies have a home. Like I'm not. Yeah. You know, like I don't really care for the seed, but it's a it's a step up from like, well, here's some garbage you can find on Tubi. That well, was yeah, like for Amazon Prime, Amazon yeah,
0: yeah. Prime that has like about a bit of million found footage movies that literally look like they were shot during lockdown with no idea at all. Um, so yeah, there's 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 tons of those. Um, speaking of of uh, just us about to transition, so this yes. is a terrible segue. Uh, this is a pre segue. Um, so there we go. Um, it's probably worth saying there's been some interesting, exciting news out there. Bro. Oh,
1: oh Did my God! Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah,
0: yeah, teased, interested, excited. True detective, bro.
1: Oh, I season thought, no, 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 I thought oh, you were talking about what did you the think? I was going? season five. Um, oh, no, we've
0: already dis- okay. we discussed that in the last episode, and then I had to like bathe myself and
1: okay, okay, purifying no, liquids yeah. to
0: try and get the stink off that news. Yeah, no, true detective. Um, so like HBO, yeah, we yeah. knew they were still working on something, even though Nick Pizzolatto had exited that to go and work on something else with uh, Matthew McConaughey, and then Matthew McConaughey had removed himself from that project, and I think it's now marooned at Fox, uh, which technically means it's marooned at Disney. Um, So, like, I don't know what's happening there, but HBO, they're powering on with um, their idea for A True Detective Season 4, but the big news that came out, and news that had me harder than a slab of granite um, is that Elsa Lopez, director of Tigers Are Not Afraid is writing and I believe directing
1: so good. this season so I don't know good. if she's
0: doing the whole thing but even if she does one or two but writes the fucking thing we are in safe hands my friend we are in safe safe hands and you know what made me even happier is the fact that she's getting the HBO rub yeah, yeah, yeah. That is going to be great for her career. It gets her a good, solid amount of money behind her. If she get if that does well, maybe she like she will become an executive producer on any season of True Detective after that, which is just bank. Yeah, so could and, not be happier. Could oh, not be happier.
1: Issa Lopez is the best. Uh, like her Twitter. Is hilarious yeah, <laughs> yeah. i kind of want to know who her wine friend is that she talks about all the time <laughs> that neighbor of hers that's constantly like having yeah. these weird conversations but yeah, yeah. I- I- Issa lopez i mean i just another shout out if you are listening to this and have never seen tigers are not afraid so good it-, it is guillermo del toro uh with a different perspective yeah at least
0: i would say less whimsy <laughs> like, you
1: know? yeah yeah kind of kind of less eh, i mean there's that fairytale aspect to it for sure but yeah man what a just a heartbreaking wonderful wonderful movie that is yeah. and just based on that alone it's like when um uh oh what is the director of the babadook's name uh hey, jennifer kent jennifer kent it's like when she did that it was like whatever you want to do from now on you uh, you have earned a right to, yeah. It turns
0: to, out our follow-up movie, really
1: fucking good as well.
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, in terms of she can direct, um, <laughs> right? But turns like, like she's a very good director. Yeah, uh, and that was that, like another fright Fest story. That was the exciting thing for me is there was four Irish movies played at it. Ireland just now like is on fire with horror content. It's fucking. Good. It's all folk horror as well. It's all brilliant. Oh, great. Um, but of the four directors, three of them women.
1: Great.
0: First-time directors as well in all three movies. i was uh, having
1: this conversation literally earlier today about how exciting it is that between uh the female voices that you're getting now starting with like uh, jennifer kent i mean not starting with yeah there were were female directors before that but yeah yeah. but in terms of just this modern era of horror that you know she really kind of kicked the door in with like Mm -hmm. not only am i a female director this is a movie very much about motherhood and, yeah. and relationships with children and stuff like that really really interesting and then you know Jordan Peele and Nia DaCosta recently with Candyman and yeah I mean just the, the list goes on and on and on for these fascinating directors that are finally giving you all these different perspectives that if you're a horror fan right now they you know even if you don't respond to like Saint Maud. There, yeah. yeah. like that may not that movie may not be for you but it is so worthwhile to have those kinds of voices out there
0: yeah another first time director yeah. like this is what is so exciting just yeah. now and all all three of those movies were in a similar bubble in terms of they dealt with like kind of irish folk like folk tales and folk horror um but oh, the one in particular, which, um, in fact, all three of them. Uh, there's one called *Mandrake*, which I highly recommend. It's mm-hmm. like a Irish witchcraft story. Fucking great. Uh, you are not my mother. Um, fucking brilliant. Like, and that's another one that kind of deals with, um, uh, like the like the fee, like mm-hmm. you know, like uh, replacement, like kind of like the hole, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like that really fucking well done and the other one is escaping me just now but it was another kind of folk horror-y just really 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 fucking good and um, this you know all all exciting and all three of the women are basically saying yeah we're you know it's the like the the way the, the kind of film there's like a film lottery over there you know like grant funds things and all the rest mm-hmm. and they're all like that yeah they're now at the stage now that they're like you will you know, the, the push strings have been loosened enough and you know, it's like a, a almost like a rota of who gets awarded a, a grant. And it just so happened that like all three of these these ladies were like had like cut their teeth doing other stuff that it was their turn to do it. and all three of them, guess what, stepped up and fucking delivered. So have, it's a good time, man.
1: Have you seen speaking of Shudder and some folklore and witchcraft, have you seen uh Hellbenders? i have not bo, oh, but I'm i've sure. heard that i will love it dude so, it is so good
0: it is yeah, a really
1: really strong movie
0: i need to i like i, I just need to i need the time bo. sure <laughs> somebody yeah, yeah. Needs, somebody needs to give me the. i need to buy some time. yeah one,
1: one thing money can't buy they can't buy me anything but can't, uh, can't buy me love um uh, duncan Enough, oh, of, del- uh, enough of talking about things that were. We've enjoyable. had so much fun. Yeah,
0: let's not spoil it. Let's just let's just skip over what we would have been discussing in this episode. So we
1: honestly, we could do a three sentence summary of what happened in this episode and be fine. But- this is the
0: like the epitome of padding for time. Yeah, I don't understand. I, like you are that you showrunners are the ones that have put out. Like this is on a streaming site. It doesn't have to be eight episodes yeah. long. This is a six episode arc. Make it a six episode arc.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I, look, you don't get paid if you don't do yeah. it. <laughs> um, you only you get paid by episode, apparently. <laughs> so, Duncan, let's get oh. into this. This is uh, episode four of Slasher season four. Where four we Four
0: left after yeah, this. Yeah,
1: we've only got four to go um we've only just begun to leave oh man 1408 so good sorry <laughs> that's that's another good horror movie that we won't be that talking this about this is not yeah uh um, <laughs> it's called upstairs downstairs which is yeah. of course a reference to the uh the classism yeah uh, present in this episode because we, we
0: i mean we really delve into it with a real nuanced Level of all the nuance of an Aaron yeah. Martin, yeah, yeah. Like, can, can I just like stress on this? Like, is this the first episode where, like, our orphan pika kid we've established that she speaks like a caveman?
1: I think so, and also I stand by my orphan theory even more so than I did before this episode.
0: I, I don't know, I, 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 can't, I can't go with you on this one. She is. I'm now thinking that it's like she's not like, like give it classing her as Pika might just be, it might be unfair. I think she's a Neanderthal and just everything (laughs) like she just wants, well very much like my like my six month at the my six month old child at the moment. Anything she sees, she wants to like try and eat it. Yeah. I think this is, I think this is uh, I, I don't know. Like she started talking and I was like, there's something what the fuck is, like, is that how she talks? It's, Her it, dad said that she was holding down, like, really interesting conversations online. Is this how she
1: talks? But the, the conversations were all like, fire bad.
0: It's, 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 it's just like fucking Captain Caveman. That's, like, that's I'm, right, I'm honey, not... fire is bad. <laughs> I should, I should try to eat a hot coal. Yeah. Um, so ah, good. It's like, honestly, I like, this is a weird detail to be giving us four but then i thought maybe i've just not given the fuck about this character and maybe it's been established elsewhere but you didn't know so that's fine
1: yeah what one thing before we dive into this one thing that yep. i always enjoy doing this uh live on video is uh-huh. how much i delight in the little dog steps leading up to your couch
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like, but I have small thing. dogs. Yeah, like, I have like, like, like this only way. Um, it's the only way they can get up on the couch is they physically have to walk up steps.
1: Yeah, I yeah. just love it so much. Um, yeah.
0: And there's so, like, like you have a big dog, Bo, who can reach a couch. Yeah, but like my my dogs can't. Like, if my three dogs combined like a Voltron, they would be still half the size of what you've got.
1: Yeah. I would love to see also your dog's Voltron together to form a larger dog. That would also be like that thing
0: from the thing where they open the door and it's like half a a dog
1: head (laughs) hanging at it. That's literally what it would look like two chihuahuas and a pug. Get the (laughs) flamethrower. Anyway, so uh, this episode begins on a dark and stormy night. I had just taken a creative writing class. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and it's in the like o'keefe and dawn are hanging this out is right
0: after like so the previous episode they left the room uh-huh robin came in his heart had grown three sizes and that small like like clue corridor and he'd come in and they peeked down and was stabbed in the eye mm-hmm. um so he got stabbed in the eye by the the killer um, and then we didn't see what happened, but they had left together, and it turns out when they were leaving together, that was code for let's go and get a drink, yeah. which I am 100% with. And what we're following, like, basically the extension of the conversation in there, where Don is like, listen, like, I love him, he's fucking goofy, you know, I really, like, all this money stuff's behind us, this booze is great, we're getting off this island, we're getting the fuck out of here, and life will be good. Yeah, and
1: once again, Paula brancati hero. Oh, she's of- she
0: wants, she's brilliant. This whole episode, like she's, she's the easily best. the best actress. Yeah. Like a hundred times better than anyone else around her.
1: Yeah, I'm really. I've I've come around from you know, her character is being kind of irritating to the fact yeah. that she is just such a good actor that that's yeah. just, she can play those roles. She's got range. Yeah, She
0: like actually physically has range she's where really the rest good. of them don't. And,
1: uh, so. Yeah. But I, yeah, you're, you're right. Like, she's just like, every, if we lost everything, that would actually be a net positive because yeah. then we wouldn't have to worry about this stupid family. We wouldn't have to be beholden to David Cronenberg's money. This would all be yeah. great. And then the orphan wanders in and just starts eating a cork that they... She lifts a cork
0: and starts eating it. And I'm yeah. like, oh my fucking and god, like, paid for this child?
1: That's <laughs> like, no, honey, you can't eat that cork. I need it to stop up this bottle because I'm going to drink the rest later. And <laughs> then uh, the orphan is like, oh, I want to sleep with daddy. As literal <laughs> that's
0: not far off how she talks. By
1: the way, this is like a fucking
0: ludicrous character,
1: honestly. And O'Keefe is like, no, 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 uh, little little orphan. Yeah. <laughs> we can't, we can't do that because your your mommy and daddy need to have a grown up conversation. So how about we have a sleepover here in the living room? And she's like, no, daddy. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but we'll tell stories, scary story! I also do, I-
0: I do, I do love the idea that she's channeling an old school reference to Leo Steen from Twin Peaks. You're right. It's the same voice. I love the fact it's the same voice. Ah. <laughs> so,
1: anyway, Dog goes back to her room, where she discovers Robin now fixed with spikes to a window. How much time
0: did the killer have here? Because this is... Brutal this efficiency. Is what- and I'm going to also say, I want to say, just leading to the fact that I think medical knowledge. So
1: yeah, doc, both eyes removed, death.
0: yeah, cut in the middle right through, um, and then pinned to a fucking wall with like, railroad
1: spikes. And his lower half, Duncan, just gone, just MIA. Yeah,
0: gone. Yeah, we don't know where it is either. And there's no blood trail or anything like that. I imagine a little, in fact, maybe this is the offer, Maybe she ate it. She right. got too she, full.
1: She and that's
0: why she went to go to eat a cork to stop herself. Uh, uh it up. Daddy. <laughs> And it wasn't sleep beside dad, it was midnight snack.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll get to it in a minute. There's I have evidence. Anyway, for the for the court. Um, but Dawn you know, comes in to see this yeah. and just starts screaming, and there's a yeah. quick transition where suddenly everyone's in the room now
0: yeah like uh, africa comes running and and she's like uh, like a a mixture of hungry and disgusted in the same range that was kind of my reaction
1: to it too it was (laughs) like you throw this on a grill for like five minutes you're good you know brown it on both sides and dawn rightly wheels on all of the others and is like
0: every single one of them she's like you know whose fault it is every
1: single motherfucking one of you she calls them all greedy fuckers which is great like she tears into this family yeah and very pointedly Vincent is pretty casual about finding the dead torso
0: yeah everyone's screaming and panicking and all the rest and vincent's like two steps away from flicking a coin on a corner honestly he's like so horizontally chill about everything yeah it's like 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 he's like two steps away from checking he's like (laughs) up checking the old watch to make sure the blood pressure hasn't not hearts at the right rate
1: yep still under 60 yeah it's like uh in good shape (laughs)
0: He's he's a Hannibal Lecter of this after the census taker questioned him. You know, like like... Um, you know, at the nurse at the nursery's face, his pulse didn't raise beyond 60. That is Vincent. Vincent yeah. is so like I've seen worse on the mean streets. This happens all all the time on the mean streets of Toronto, guys.
1: <laughs> the main streets of you know I mean?
0: Toronto. Well, and it's like, I don't know what everyone's getting so worked up with, you know, like, but yeah, every, like, and Theo's kind of taking the, the lead on listen, none of us are playing this game anymore. We're right. all getting the fuck out of here. We are just going to, but we need to get out of this room and group together and get a plan. But yeah, this is like, we're, we're over it. And um, it's not shared by everyone because there's still some greedy motherfuckers, Bo, uh, as pointed what? by Don.
1: Yeah, Florence, Vincent. They're into it. Uh, ultimately yeah. surprisingly, O'Keefe is like she has some turns in this episode where I'm like, really, you're on board with this?
0: Yeah, but like she's not a well-written character, so yeah. Um, like she feel really the she's one of the what like, we've that the the, 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 f- the level of detail we went and writing this character is non-binary. Mm-hmm. That is literally it. like with that, we can just make her do anything, and no one will question it because it's so shallow. There's more water in a teaspoon than there is in terms of actual full character development per volume and the whole of her body. It's just like there's fucking nothing there. She's like dead behind the eyes, boy, like a shark.
1: <laughs> you <have doll's> eyes. <laughs> so they, they ultimately decide, like, hey, we need to go back into the living room to look at this CRT TV that yeah. we have from the 1960s, where David Cronenberg continues to do his Brewster's Millions bit.
0: Yeah, he's like, he's, by this point in the recording, he's had a few whiskeys and he's, he's feeling chipper.
1: He, dude, him tearing into his family of just like, you guys suck. <laughs>
0: he's like, he's, he's the, the bottom line is he's like that, like, congratulations if you have survived by the end of this game. Most of these won't be here, but guess what? That's because you're bottom feeders and losers, and bottom feeders and losers are nothing that I am even remotely interested in. So, fuck the lawyers, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, and a fuck you. But in the meantime, Dawn grabs the heaviest candlestick that she can see. Which the only reason you would buy a, hand- a candlestick like this is if you were in Clue mm-hmm. or you wanted to murder someone.
1: It's called Cluedo in some places.
0: <laughs> over here. Uh, uh, and she fucking smashes the fuck at this TV, which makes me wonder, are we going to wheel a new TV in for more David Cronenberg? Or is this the last, like, is there, like, 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 I anticipated that someone would smash the telly, so I'm now over the Tannoy system. I don't know what, what, why we've done this so early. I can understand why she's done it, but she mauls this telly. Um, yeah. And yeah. And David Cronenberg's Happy Face. Well, it's not. It's never happy. That's the problem. It's. kind like this?
1: Yeah, and the orphan, of course, cries a bunch, and, yeah. and Florence, the the worst of the kids, is and like the worst
0: person. And like, is she the worst character in slasher? Uh,
1: I mean, she's up there. I think she's up there.
0: I think you could easily make a case she's the the least likable, most despicable character. And slasher, and that's including the neo-Nazi racist from the season before.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) I I like I would rather spend time with him than I would spend time with this woman.
1: I was thinking, what about the prison rapist Glenn? Glenn was well, I was gonna
0: say it was fun, it was never fun. Uh we saw a softer side of Glenn.
1: Yeah, At that's one
0: true. But which I have also yet to see, and I don't think we ever will see a softer side of of this woman.
1: Right? Yeah, she's just a terrible artist. Um, yeah. Anyway, so when everybody is like, you know what? Maybe it's best that we just call all this off. Like David Cronenberg may have arranged all these murders, and Florence yeah. is like, "What are you talking about? He just <laughs> he would never do that. He loves us. He, he's our like we're his children." and yep. uh o'keefe is the one who's like you have some pretty selective hearing when it comes to like him talking about all the people who are gone now yeah and then Liv, who by the way is still out in the roam in the woods somewhere florence is like it's probably her that's killing everyone like she has training to murder people because of her background in the military
0: which makes her either a killer or the final girl that's yeah. literally her like that's the qualifications you know how else has some uh, some training dead.
1: <laughs> so and grace the the now widow is like well yeah. it's probably you florence and theo trying to calm everyone down is like look we all just need to stay together and get through this and you know Forget this competition everything. Let's just yep. let's stay together. Let's be cool. Wait till Monday. Don't, you,
0: you don't want to get involved in a conversation like because then very quickly it's like, well, maybe it's you, Theo, because you're the one that won't let
1: us leave. Right. And so Grace ends up just being like, I'm going to go to my bedroom. Liv's mom decides she's going to take off. Yep. Uh, F- Florence and O'Keefe are like, we're going to go find a bedroom that we can l- find a, you know, lock the door. And and so they everybody just disperses
0: yeah everyone doesn't listen to Theo
1: right and so it's about time uh, for a flashback
0: I mean it is quite long into the episode before like there's a surprising actually all the flashbacks in this fucking episode suck so much Um, like because they're all designed to make you just remember that every single character in this show is fucking awful um, including David Cronenberg, who's gonna make an appearance here once again, rocking another uh, questionable hair dye job here. Oh my goodness. So did, like did these shit like you, you dye his hair once, you shoot all his scenes in one day, you don't give him a chance to shower because it changes the color.
1: Bo. And also he's still got the same craggy old man David Cronenberg face that he does- literally walks in here like he is. Like, like, fucking
0: jigsaw. Yeah. He's like, like listen here, Grace. You have t- it's not Grace, it's Liv's mom. Yeah. Uh, whatever her name is, listen here, you, you have two so choices. Well. Yeah. <laughs> now, listen here, Liv's mom. You have two choices. It's like, literally, because the, the flashback is uh, she's given birth to Liv. Yeah. So Liv is in her arms. Cronenberg walks in. She's all happy. She's in that post I've given a baby glow thing and all the rest. And Cronenberg walks in, dismisses the nurse. Um, and it the first thing that it. she says is, yeah, she's like, Not you, scram, scram, <laughs> hit the street. Um, and uh, he sits down and she's like, do you want to see your granddaughter? And he's like, listen here, of mum, you have two choices. <laughs> I want to play a game. Um, the first choice, and this is the one we suspected right from the start, actually. Yeah. So it's good to know that, once again, Duncan and Bo could write this show without context. Um, was, listen, you've got two choices. You can bring up Liv as your own, um, and I will pay all her education, right? But she will never know that she's a Galloway, nor, and the other thing is, I will never acknowledge her as a relative. Or, so that's the first one, full education paid for her. Seems like, a a, a, but no, no family out with her. Or... What we can do is uh, you can try and make a claim that she is a Galloway, which I imagine is just purely a DNA test, but uh, that like she is a Galloway. But in doing so, you'll be fired. We will fight custody for her. We will get custody of her. You will never see your fucking child again. And I will raise her as
1: my granddaughter. So what do you want to choose? Also, yeah. I will destroy you.
0: Yeah, what you said. Yeah, yeah. I, I. It becomes, it becomes Les Grossman from *Tropic Thunder*. <laughs> Scorched Earth, motherfucker! I will fuck you up. And yeah. she's like, and, uh, and guess what? Turns out she chose to be part of her daughter's life after all, and not tell her that she's a Galloway because they're all fucking awful people, boy.
1: Yeah. But. All right, so then, Vincent and Theo are in the bedroom. Like, we well, cut away from that flashback. Yeah. They're in the bedroom with Robin Having still
0: an incest up. argument, which, I mean... Well, no, that, that hasn't no, happened that yet. That doesn't it happen, happen yet, because it... It that, is coming up, though. Right. It's
1: fucking... It, this it's, whole thing is like Vincent and Theo talking about how... Um, they're twins, and that they have this relationship. And Vincent's but like Theo's convinced yet, yeah.
0: yeah. like Theo's convinced they have like the they're twinning hashtag twinning. Um, and uh, like <laughs> Vincent is just like no, <laughs> like like I don't fucking feel or think or know anything that you're feeling just now. Theo's like, can you feel it, brother? Can you? Feel-? <laughs> yeah, and can you
1: feel it? <laughs> Vincent, meanwhile, yanks this body down. It flops onto onto Theo. Yeah.
0: And Theo loses his skill here, becomes very kinda like, get it up, get
1: it up, get it it up. Well, and then but all right. So Vincent has no time for this reaction. But also like Theo doesn't he gives an explanation of like, well, Robin was almost like a father to me because we didn't really know our father. We didn't have a relationship with him. And (laughs) he got me
0: got me into music. Let me tell you the great music he got me into. He got me into well he got me into opera. He got me into george michael because we have to mention sure. again and the stooges and he's like it doesn't look like a Stooge. yeah he totally loved the stooges i'm like did he yeah, did he totally really. love the stooges
1: that, like that's fine if he did or it didn't it, it that's not, i don't think he did yeah. i don't like I, mm. I, it's hard to be both a george michael fan and a stooges fan i'm not saying yeah. it's impossible it's I'm not saying impossible it's and yeah, especially I, I think, for someone who yeah. loved george michael that much yeah,
0: Well, yeah, like so much so that your father is making conversation about at the dinner table. Yeah. Your father that has no interest in you or the rest of your family has taken time out of his busy schedule of fucking over the world uh, to sit down at a dinner table and go, my son likes George Michael. This is a conversation we have to have. Oh,
1: that's so stupid. Anyway, so fucking yeah, it, it, like Vincent show. just yeah. has no sympathy for any of this, despite the no. fact that like just having a torso dumped on you, regardless of your relationship to it, yeah. even if it were a stranger's tour so still disturbing we're
0: gonna get the reason well with by the end of this episode we finally solved the mystery of well we've solved the initial mystery of who kidnapped vincent that'll yes. that'll be wrapped up in the most dumb way ever but it does add an additional detail on it yeah. um as to the involvement of david cronenberg like at this well relatively at the start but, yes
1: very quickly yeah
0: Yeah, we will get a flashback for Vincent where we realize how fucked up his life was being, and you know, because it it has to be because, like you said, like he he pulls down a severed body and doesn't seem to be all that bothered,
1: right? Like it's like he worked for a death squad somewhere.
0: Yeah, like yeah, like he done like like two tours in the Congo or something.
1: So, and, and this is all red herring territory. Like it, it's setting him up yeah. to be the villain, which he is not. Hundred percent not the villain. Speaking of villains, Duncan, we cut to the orphan crying. It's not the orphan either, <laughs> crying to Dawn, and, and Dawn's like tucking her head. She's like, "Where, Daddy?" Yeah. And <laughs> Dawn, Afro smash. Dawn puts like the the chair under the door to protect him, and. This is the, the. She's just gonna eat that chair, Bo. I mean, like, 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 this is the thing. She's gonna eat that chair. <laughs> She's gonna eat that chair, 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 She's gonna eat that chair. Um, that was the old Beatles song. And this is the first time where she talks like a real, uh, like Orphenstein, where she yeah. does it. Why they do that to Daddy? That's like, li- literally
0: what? how she talks as well. I can't stress this enough. Like also this is like <laughs> this is how they've written her yeah they're like it's just like cause yeah like what like, to to show that she's like educationally stunted or whatever will just take out every third word in a sentence
1: oh, i mean it is so it fucking do- stupid it delighted me so much which when, when you got more <laughs> orphan speak in this i was just you know knee slapping my way through this episode it was so funny and dawn is like why why they do that to daddy because these people are fucking awful and that's why we've got to get out of here like come come light we're gonna get off this island yeah and speaking of getting off the island we finally catch up to Liv, who we haven't seen in a while and she is actually out on the like the last time we saw her she was running off because vincent was being a creep that's right and so now she has discovered this rowboat on a beach but unfortunately there's a hole in in the boat dear Liza dear Liza
0: I knew you were going to do that man (laughs) I fucking nearly see you said said there was a hole I was like if he doesn't do this I will think less of him
1: Uh, I'm glad I could help you uh or I could I could reinforce (laughs) your opinion of me anyway so (laughs) she she basically drags it to the boat dock or the, the boathouse while the killer watches. And as she's kind of examining the boat and trying to figure out if it can be repaired, the killer attacks. And in the most action packed sequence of the episode, the killer is kind of slicing. She's bending backwards like the matrix and stuff.
0: She gets, she gets a couple of punches in a couple Mm -hmm. of good licks in on the killer, but the killer ultimately slashes her arm and the back of her leg. And um, so she takes which kind of hobbles her a little bit, yeah. but not enough to make her not sprint up to the house and like, like do like Rick Moranis from from Gremlins and banging on all the windows uh, to let me in, let me in. You know, like he's like
1: Ghostbusters, Rick Moranis. Ghostbusters, not like Gremlins.
0: No, not Gremlins. not no, Gremlins, no, Gremlins. No, Gremlins. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is what I meant. All it's right. still very funny. That's so a good, good. good impression. Yeah, uh, still like, a good like, impression. Thank you. Thank you. And it was like banging on, like, and she's hitting all the, like, oh, no one's answering because they're in lockdown just now because there's a murderer out there. And like, would I open the door if I had a lot of banging and a lot of commotion? No, bro. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> so she finds that she finds like a, like a, a cellar window
1: or something. like Yeah,
0: a- something rolls into that. And then uh, she looks up and she's like, I suppose someone has to do this at some point where she's looking at the killer and she's like, who are you? As if the killer's going to go, it is I, <laughs> the doctor. Or- You're know, like, it's such a fucking stupid question. Who are like, you? What have we been doing? Batman. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. um, go, But, like, like, the killer, like, takes a knife, scrapes across the window, doing a Z, because it's Zorro. Um, and uh, she's like, oh, and then she turns around, and who's at the top of the stairs, Bo? because he hears uh, noises yeah he hears noises as if the killers managed to get access to the house Clomp, 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 clump and then the door opens and it's vincent once yeah. again the show has an erection for trying to make you think it's vincent who's a killer
1: it's not vincent it is not and she says like what are you doing down here all suspicious like and he's like oh i yeah. just came down here to get good booze
0: yeah which to be honest I mean, this is the most connected I've ever been to the Vincent character ever. I'm like, I would be doing that. There's a a cellar full of fucking good booze. And we're upstairs drinking whatever's in that. I'm getting the good
1: booze. And he says, like, when he was a kid, he would play down there all the time and that kind of thing. And so cut to them upstairs with Liv describing, like, here's how I got here. I was chased by the killer. Also, you know, Vincent was you know, right there at the cellar door after I heard these footsteps. And there are more accusations flying around, like, I think it was you, I think it was you, and just the family turned on each other. And Liv says that she's going to continue to compete in the family games.
0: Well, she didn't compete in the previous game, which they think disqualifies her, which also was my understanding. Uh, However. Yeah, they're just making up the rules now. They're like, yeah, but she took on the killer, which means she can totally come back in. But there's no We're one stopping.
1: to enforce the rules anymore because... Well,
0: Dr. Death isn't there, that's yeah. right. So
1: um, And David Cronenberg's like, this... TV got smashed, so... Well, yeah, he's, he can't come back and say, oh, by the
0: way, addendum to the rules. Um, he can't do that. You know, like, he's, he's gone. But, like, so they, they have a kind of a pissing contest to see whether or not she's going to be in it. It's kind of agreed... Yeah. Maybe that she's going to take part in it, and then Grace takes Af- uh, not Afra, uh, not Grace either. The live live's mum takes live to the. We should really get her name. Uh, it's fine. And takes her uh, takes her to. Uh, well, yeah, it's fine. We don't need to worry about after the end of this episode. Spoilers. Um, she so takes her to one room, and then the entire like Theo side of the family hunkered in a room and decide to speak. Very loudly about the plans to essentially take down Liv and her mum.
1: All right, well, let's not forget the completely unimportant yet hilarious flashback.
0: Well, this is why I forgot about it, both.
1: <laughs> to, to Christmas morning. Where you see like Theo and Vincent and and, oh. it, and like all the kids opening gifts and Arkin how
0: shitty their big presents yeah, are
1: yeah I this is the Death Laser I I wanted the super special Death Laser and the Florence is like but I got you the most expensive one and, that's not the yeah. one I wanted and yeah. meanwhile David <laughs> Cronenberg.
0: And the biggest dick move uh, I've ever seen in my, like, honestly, this, this right now, I, I hate the fact that he's in this show because like I mentioned, I don't know if any of the listeners caught it right at the start, this show's slowly making me hate David Cronenberg, the person, because I am a person that likes to think he exercises great quality control and he is in this show, right, which to me makes me think he, he didn't. But for maybe whatever it's reason.
1: just so he could be in this scene, which is one of the most this hilariously the... cruel things you could do to a child. Like, well,
0: let me put it this way. Any show you've ever seen, any interpretation of Scrooge, any, like, any version of Oliver Twist you've ever seen, anything uh-huh. that has done anything to a child before pales in comparison to what David Cronenberg does in this scene and how fucking flippant he is when he does it. Like, he might as well have just sat down, like, after this and, like, licked his finger and drawn at Cronenberg 1, the world 0. Like, that is literally what he should... Like, it's so fucking cold. But he goes up to the tree. and he's like, ah, there is a present here from Liv. And she's like, oh, my God, because he's looking around and everyone's opening huge presents. Yeah. And, and, and even looks Liv's mom's like,
1: like... It's almost like a bracelet or jewelry... It looks, like yeah.
0: Jewelry. Yeah. it looks like jewellery. It looks like jewellery. Um, It's like that, but oh, looks can be deceiving. Let me tell you a little story about when I turned 30, Bob. When I turned 30, one of my former friends, not a friend now, um, <laughs> uh, arrives with my birthday present, which... Uh, I like for all intents and purposes, uh, very well gift wrap looked like an expensive bottle of whiskey. You mm. you know you get them in those kind of steel tubes, and it looked like. A, and I was like, "Oh my god, he's he's went out. He spent good money because it's an it's an a chip." Um, and I unwrapped it and realized he'd bought me a flashlight, um, which also comes in a steel tube uh-huh. for anyone that hasn't bought one before. And I kind of thought, "I'm so glad that like you bought me a like a." a male masturbator when I live with my fiancee, who's right beside me while I'm opening this present. Thanks, buddy. Um, anyway, like the, <laughs> it's a true story, by the way, that actually happened. Um, but yeah, so she gets this thing. She unwraps it and uh, it's, a, it's a kind of steel case and boat. And you know what? Our eyes grew a little bit bigger. And I was like, hey, God damn Cronenberg. Like, yeah. of fucking ice is melted. Like the old, the old Maybe he's finally acknowledging he's not doing it officially, but he's he's done the right thing. And she opens it, and it's one of those like geometry sets that you get when you're you know when you're studying like a protractor
1: and a a compass, a
0: ruler, like a pencil and all the rest. And she kind of looks at it and she's like, and he's like, yeah, it's it's German. It's very well made, and you know, I heard you weren't doing very well at maths, so.
1: There you go. Here, yeah, and, here is the worst yeah, Christmas present imaginable. Something like, to like help you, stupid.
0: Yeah, like, like, literally, like, like, basically, uh, you're you're not great at maths. So here's something. Here's something that uh, costs like three pound. Um, and yeah, it'll help you be better at maths. And let me now sit down on the couch, smugly, and let me look at your mother. Just emphasising the point that even seven or eight years on from that awkward conversation on the bed. I meant every fucking word and I said. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like, yeah. It, it, if you thought that I was going to someday accept her, let this gift be a lesson to you both. Yeah, that I look down on both of you. And the one thing I will be always happy to do is to point out how she has continued yeah. to fail, fail all of us,
0: and pay for our education.
1: Boy. Yeah, yeah.
0: With Matos.
1: Yeah, it's oh, it's so funny. It's, it's it's
0: so fucking brutal. There's a scene that once again will go one step further like later on, which once again, like we're gonna we're gonna talk about this next scene as well, right? Because there's one part when I see this and I'm like that, right? She's a maid, right? Cronenberg mm-hmm. is paying for her education. I didn't hear anything in the terms and conditions that said that she had to remain on the fucking island
1: yeah yeah it, uh, right we'll get into all of this because it 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 don't make no it sense. it doesn't
0: hang doesn't hang together it yeah. doesn't hang. but the the next clip certainly doesn't fucking hang together but um yeah so this is the flashback just reminding everyone that david cronenberg prick. yeah but also amazing
1: so in addition to that flashback we get uh this scene with liv and her mom where she's like sewing lives, uh, or Grace is who's and lives wounds yeah. up, and Theo ends up asking her like, "Hey, why'd you run off?" And she was like, "Look, Vincent was being a complete creep." Yeah, and Grace says, "Oh yeah, well that tracks because Vincent's always been kind of a piece of shit." And by the time yeah. I got came into the family, he was too far gone. Like he was a bad kid from jump. I had no time to influence him to nudge him. Into yeah. being a decent person,
0: yeah, and we will get a little indicator of like because we'd already seen him run around trying to kill his brother in the first flashback episode, like, and also like be, calling him a pussy, throwing a rock at him, and then getting abducted. So we already kind of knew he was a bit of a dick, yeah. But he takes it to like Salem witch trial levels coming up.
1: Yeah, um, we, we we yeah, we'll get there. The, holy right. fucking shit! So Theo then goes to confront Vincent about what Liv told him about, like you know. Yeah, this is the the incest
0: conversation that I had earlier on, why? Which is just all fucking shades of wrong.
1: Well, and at no point are they discussing it like, oh, now that we know that she's like our cousin, (laughs) yeah, she's she's a a blood relative. Yeah, we should now be taking
0: her off the table,
1: right? instead the conversation isn't like oh by the way we would end up having a baby with its heart born on the outside if we ended up we'd end up up having an afro let's not have an afro we we would get an orphan um (laughs) instead of that it's vincent giving theo shit about like you were always a coward you were always too afraid to take you know what you want and i spent my whole life having to fight for this the stuff that you got handed and so now that i'm back i'm going to take what's rightfully mine including the money and if i want to live and (laughs) we're gonna take your woman outlander yeah it (laughs) outlander we have your woman (laughs) oh courtney gaines we're we're, the the world is not good enough for you um (laughs) But, alright, so so we've established that they're both down for this incestuous relationship with Liv. And yep. then we, and it's just a competition between them now, uh, as to who can yeah, have Yeah, like, no, this... no,
0: once again, in classic fashion, no, like, like, uh, no one sits here and contemplates that Liv might not be in either one of them.
1: Right, oh, no, no, not for a second. It's no. not up to no. her. Uh, So then we get the, the scene that I'm going to put in my uh, pamphlet entitled, Why the Orphan is in on this. <laughs> where Dawn wakes up, because the orphan wakes up screaming, her! And, yeah. and she's like, what is it, honey? And she's like, I've been bad. And she's like, no, 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 you're a good girl. And she's like, I don't know about that. I <laughs> Orphan bad. And then Dawn, because florence earlier in the episode was like well, this is you- just
0: a this is a piece of shit dude honestly this whole fucking like she is not married to this guy and does not know
1: right well the, the implication on. is that florence is like did you like did robin ever tell you that he was gay she doesn't say that outright she no, she's more...
0: like a, a little secret and she's like i know that you know i know that he had another kid right i mm. understand like you're not fooling anyone here i i know that and she's like well that's not the thing that you didn't know and i was thinking to myself you've like you've physically been in the cronenberg household before dawn which means there's absolutely no way no way no way shape or form that david cronenberg hasn't just out and out said my son is a homosexual. You know, like and the, oh, and that is like a hundred percent. Like there's whispers like amongst the family or whatever, she's privy to that information before this conversation. But no, no, no. Apparently, that's that your Robin never gave any indication, none at all.
1: Yeah, you're right. Like David Cronenberg would have given a very pointed gift at Christmas. <laughs> the first
0: day, yeah. the first day he met her as he was shaking her hand, he would have given her a calculus set because, like, she's dumb. Like, mm. even though she's not here's your calculus set, by the way, my son is gay.
1: Yeah. Um, so, don't, Don, Don ask the orphan, like, hey, is there anything about daddy I should know? And she says, uh, miss daddy? And she's like, I know, I miss him too. And she, then, you know, the orphan just starts crying again. Um, so then... This is the scene you were referencing earlier where Liv's where mom- Where they
0: de- devise a, a plan to get yeah. rid um, of of the, the the help, so to speak, but do it so loudly in the adjacent room. This might as well have been over a, a Tannoy fucking system.
1: Yeah, so Liv's mom goes into like those passages, the, the people under the stairs passages that are all yeah. through this house, and listens in on this plot against her and Liv and and theo is the only one who's like are we sure that we want to go for mob justice here but yeah. and but like i was saying earlier this is the scene where o'keefe is like i don't know it seems like you know this is all kind of fishy and you're like o'keefe you were just like talking to dawn about how terrible this family is
0: yeah yeah and then she's all
1: in yeah i don't understand why o'keefe is no. down for this anyway
0: well i understand this is bad writing but
1: <laughs> yeah right just there's no consistency to her character at all no <laughs> and and so Liv then Liv's mom goes to Liv and is like these bitches are gonna kill us so yeah. we need to get out of here and Liv this is the point where Liv is like oh yeah yeah I found this boat I need to repair it but I just need a night's sleep what with getting stabbed and all yeah give me a night to to kind of chill out tomorrow morning yeah. we'll get up first thing I'll patch the boat we'll get out of yeah. here
0: uh, and and Liv, Liv's mum decides that this is the perfect time to sing an abduction carol um, like a little nursery rhyme that you would use when abducting a child <laughs> um, like it's so fucking stupid man un- like unfucking fucking believably badly written yeah. Like th- th- this is the like when we come on the call at the beginning here I said to you I fucking hate this show and this is the reason I hate this show it seems like it's getting dumber every season
1: yeah like they're running out of ideas that they weren't that good to start with yeah um,
0: like and this is so like because i
1: just don't want it like, all right this so, is how
0: we're going to get a review so we so.
1: we've got one more flashback to deal with or two more an important flashback but, but, to deal
0: with because this one this one involves like
1: arson yeah and almost murder so and Vincent all right because in all right so the scene before as Liv is, Liv's mom is telling her like we need to get out of here and Liv is like, no, no, no. Theo is is cool, and she's like, are you sure about that? Because yeah. he did. I mean, he might stand up for you, but also, do you remember this? And then and also,
0: I said in the previous episode, I am almost a hundred percent convinced, a hundred percent convinced that Theo is going to turn out bad at the end. I'm, all, I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. almost convinced at this stage now, um, because his brother, like Vincent, also said a thing like that. Like you you always put on the nice guy persona. Mm-hmm to try and win people over, you know, whilst I just, you know, I take what I want, but you're always trying to put that in the line, but you're, you know, you're like me, but you, like, we just do things differently. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, like there's a hundred percent a revelation somewhere down the road that Theo is bad. Um, he's bad news. Um, and he's playing live for whatever purpose, even if it is in his idea, the best intentions, but there's something rotten about
1: all of them, all of them. So, Vincent and Theo have Liv tied to a tree. Yes. And and Theo, in fairness, are, so th- there's a bunch of like kindling and brush at her feet, and they're trying to essentially burn her at the stake, like you were saying. Yes. And Vincent is clearly leading the charge on this, but Theo also is in on it.
0: Yeah, he's he isn't he isn't actively and what's it like Liv is how old in this? Oh, what 12, 13? Right. Now, let me put it this way, Bo. See if you were 12 or 13 and someone tried to burn you alive. Uh-huh. Would you remember that? Oh, sure. She,
1: yeah, she has a very Let's, selective Liv apparently has yeah,
0: completely yeah. forgotten about this. That's why she decided to go back to the island that weekend. Yeah, It's so fucking, honestly. And then we're going to have a word about her mother and why she's still on the fucking island. It's just... So
1: Alright, so... Uh, Liv is screaming. Liv's mom shows up and uh and gives vincent like a shove and gets him away and then david cronenberg and
0: no it's not like a shove to push away she slaps him across his she like as they say in scotland slaps him in the dish
1: (laughs) right across his face good good and cronenberg rolls up on this scene though and he's like what's going on here and she (laughs) says like your dumbass grandkids were trying to set fire to live by the way, who is also one of your dumbass grandkids? Yeah, and he says, "Well, you can't tame the rambunctiousness of a small boy." And then, the, like, we cut away from that to her. What tel- should have
0: happened there is a scene from uh, Midnight Run where she be like that. You're like, you can't tame that. What the fuck does that mean? You know <laughs> mean, like, it's like I was like, what does that mean?" Right. Well, I understand boys will be boys. Not when it comes to burning someone alive. Like like
1: it right. yes, yes. And so live, Liv's mom is telling her, like, look, Vincent and Theo have always been run, but especially Vincent. And yeah. then this is where she starts to sing that song, that lullaby. She starts to sing the kidnap lullaby. Right. Um, and dude. So, so fucking dumb. Vincent so wakes dumb. up hearing this. Whoa. He gets PTSD. Totally. And <laughs> I'm like a flashback to being kidnapped. And so he follows the sound all the way into the hallway, and there are all these weird, like, Dutch angles as he's wandering around looking all glassy-eyed, and he finds this secret passage, Mm -hmm. follows it all the way to the room where he just, like, ducks into the little, you know, troll door from Cat's Eye that they have in the (laughs) wall, and comes out in the bedroom, and he's like, how you know that song? Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, uh, "It's just, I, uh, you know, I was always taught that song. I just know it from back when I was a kid." Why?
0: Why like, you, you easily lie your way out of this? This is so easy to lie your way
1: out of this, right? Unless you wrote it's the a song. popular
0: nursery rhyme. Yeah, like,
1: and he's like, "This the kidnappers sing that to me," and then Liv is like, "What's going on here?" yeah and then another quick cut and all of a sudden everybody is in this room
0: because we we cannot like we we cannot wait to get everyone in our location really quickly in this show
1: and so everybody is there and uh liz was like this is crazy you would think that it would be the kidnapper i have always known that song and then florence does the thing where she like Takes... Tries
0: to befriend her. The woman yeah. that you, the woman that stabbed you in the foot, which by the way you walked that off really easy with the fucking meat skewer mm-hmm. twice, just like an episode ago, is now like, listen, it's, it's, it's nightbreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're like, listen, Boone it's okay. I'm here to help you. So that he's got a gun. He's, like it's like has got a
1: lullaby.
0: <laughs> she's like, literally. She's like,
1: well, like I
0: understand. I mean you were just protecting your kid we, yeah we all understand you just you just need to come clean you just need to tell us was you the kidnapped him wasn't it you
1: you and Liv is like that's crazy my mother would she's not a <laughs> kidnapper and florence is like yeah. eh. uh uh our list mom is like you know well technically i did a little bit of kidnapping and
0: florence Slaps on the dish like straight away. You motherfucker! Like that, you stole my child. Well, fair. Is this what happened? Yeah. He's like, well, what? And she's like, no, no, no. You don't know the whole story. You don't know the whole story. And then we get the new level of fuckery, which I'll be honest, Bo, could not give a tiny fuck about. <laughs> like this, this whole subplot thing is not going to lead to. it is it is being used as a red herring to make you think that Vincent's the killer. I yeah. mean, you both know Vincent isn't the killer, so. I'd, don't care about it. Don't, no, I don't care where he's been for fucking 12 years.
1: Don't care. Here's the fuckery in question. Yes. The way this shook out is that Liv's mom and apparently her family. Gypsies
0: G- must be uh, <laughs> like, like, like Romani. I, like, I don't know. I, I literally do not know what this means. Like at all.
1: Yeah. So they kidnapped Vincent. To ransom yep. him back to the family so she could get money to get live off the island.
0: What she could have just like, once again, we've not seen anything that said she's beholden to Cronenberg has said, I will pay for her education. But I won't acknowledge her as my grandkid. Um however, if you do stay here, I will fire you. Yeah. And ruin your life. Well, no, sorry. if you, you do try and make her a Galloway, that's what I'll do. So why she just didn't take a job somewhere else? But Our kids' right. education's paid for.
1: So, anyway, Duncan. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> David Cronenberg sniffs this out immediately, apparently. Straight away. Like, which,
0: by the way, I would as well. Yeah, along with yeah. that. Who on this island has a big old fucking grudge for me right now? Oh, yes, the mother of the granddaughter that I refuse to acknowledge. Who I gave She's a projector for Christmas. Like, like, I gave her a projector for Christmas. She slapped Vincent like not that long ago uh, after I said, boys will be boys in a very weird way. So like, it's like, obviously hard, but this is the ultimate level though. Cronenberg got Vincent without paying a ransom and then just shipped him off somewhere. And the worst bit is, the worst bit is, she thought Cronenberg had just killed him. (laughs) Yeah, Liz mom thought he was dead. She's like, I honestly thought you were dead. I never thought you would say like, I just assumed like Cronenberg fucking
1: had them whacked. That he yes, was sleeping with the, the fishies. Like, that if this child was too weak to not be kidnapped or something. And so in his world, he was just like, oh no. Well, I don't want that grandkid If he can't even stay out of a kidnapper's clutches. Um, oh,
0: fucking hell, man. So What, what yeah, is this show doing?
1: So then Theo, after we... we all of this comes out. Theo grabs the gun out of Vincent's way. gun. <laughs> and once an episode this season, we have to do yep. that. <laughs> sometimes to. more, sometimes more, but at least once. And <sighs> basically, Theo points the gun at everybody. It is like, yep, everybody calm down. While I'm pointing this gun at you,
0: this litified arm. Yep, right. And-
1: we're going to everybody's going to go to their room and lock their doors yeah and but
0: we're specifically locking these guys away until monday when the police arrive right we
1: will let them know that
0: police the police that are gonna arrive using that phone that we don't have um i'm assuming it's because they think the sailor is still alive and he'll be back by monday
1: yeah so right we're gonna sort let the authorities sort all this out we're not gonna we're not gonna have some kind of you know lynching out on the front lawn or anything yeah. for the for these people and meanwhile florence <laughs> and vincent have completely bought into the idea like they are 100 the, percent the killers
0: yeah uh, florence the thing is though florence is clearly clearly pushing vincent
1: oh, pushing these buttons absolutely and and he's like you're right mom there's only one way to solve this and so they go to get these knives these butcher knives from huge fucking michael
0: myers style kitchen knives from the kitchen yeah and then under cover of darkness and uh, like all good murders at night are done when you're about to stab someone you just scream florence like she's like (laughs) yeah like fucking like stabbing this fucking pillow just like the whole house is awake now um but she's like she fucking like repeatedly stabs this bed and then lifts the cover up and wouldn't you know what they're not there but
1: right they they just did the old
0: they kaiser they
1: they did the old uh uh shawshank redemption of just having some <laughs> pillows under a blanket yeah and and then so cut to Theo has, has managed to get them out of the house. Liv is working on the boat, going ahead and patching that while yeah. and she tells her mom, and Theo is still in the house somewhere. He, yeah, he's he just, went
0: back in to like yeah. tidy things over.
1: Or or dress uh, up like that scene... the killer.
0: Made my brain fucking boil. There's a killer on the list. We know there's a killer on the mm-hmm. list. I'm there with my mum. that I'm trying to get off the island. And then what I say to my mum is, maybe you should go back up to the house to make sure we're not being followed.
1: Well, she's like, go to the dock and keep an eye on... Stay together your, and
0: fix the boat.
1: I mean, yes, you're right. But she's like, keep an eye out. If you see anything weird, scream and I'll come running. <laughs> like, make the noise of the Austrian mongoose, and I will come. That's the signal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I hear that noise, I will be on my way. Yeah. Uh, so, while, well, so, all right. So, Liv's mom is out on this dock. She hears something in the water and turns around. And then we, as the viewer, see, like, oh, the killer is back behind her somewhere. Yeah. And then he comes running at her like a linebacker. She
0: comes she comes she, running She at comes
1: him. running at her like a linebacker.
0: <laughs> Either way, it's a she. Like yeah. if your theory pans out, she's a she. My theory pans out is a she.
1: I'm not saying that the orphan uh is necessarily... No, you
0: genuinely think she's verbal kint, and at the end of this one, her no, no, limp no. will I straighten
1: think, up. Think, she like she gets picked she's up by and drive yeah. <laughs> like, off. I think she's in on it. I don't think she's the killer because she's too small. But yeah. I think we're going to learn that she is in fact an orphan. Um,
0: right. A 60-year-old woman that eats people.
1: Right. <laughs> she has something to do with it. I'm not sure what. So, um, maybe... She's Doctor Trent's real daughter, or something like that. Uh, oh, plot twist! Yeah,
0: that would be interesting,
1: mm, would it? I
0: uh, need, I need, I need my, I need my okay, simple-minded, like Pika daughter, to infiltrate this family by <laughs> posing as a as an orphan. <laughs>
1: all right. Have you seen the movie The Orphan? You're going to do that. Yeah. Arr, all right.
0: <laughs> I'd like, to, for simplicity, I've called this whole project Operation Orphan.
1: Um. <laughs> so I need to go back and watch that movie, so I I know how the the last episode. We, we need work. to
0: watch it anyway because the sequel comes out this year. That's so.
1: right. Yeah, we might do somewhere in uh, after the Clouseau stuff. We may do in like an orphanathon,
0: an orphan, an orphan double bill. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So uh, she, Liv's mom gets tackled by the killer. Liv goes yep. to investigate, but they're gone vanished and then she wakes Liv's mom wakes up creep showed at the beach where this
0: is like a a, like a total non-death as well compared to what we've seen before this feels and it also makes me feel on some level and I hope we get more information in on this one is this because is it, it maybe it isn't as brutal because she wasn't a member of the family
1: Maybe, but it's, it's still a horrible way to fucking die. Sure, but all right. So, Dude, sure. I've just watched
0: like I've literally in the last couple of days I've just watched the original, The Vanishing, which, by the way, that could have been my good for this week. That movie is fucking incredible. Um, and the end of that movie, the the very idea or concept about being buried alive is fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually once again credit to slasher where credit's due, right, out with the fact that this is not a practical death. There's no way to pack the sand in such a way in the time period that she's been out that she wouldn't be able to wriggle, wriggle herself free, right? That's an impossibility. But like the duck that's getting flung on her face and whatnot, they have a really, really, really cool effect, which I liked of the sand moving. As to indicate her breathing, breathing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then eventually the sand stops moving, which I, I was like that. That's like, see if we just spent half the amount of time, like even half that we do to creating the kills and showing them on, I don't know character development, story, anything. Um, then this show would be watchable. Uh,
1: I mean, you're you're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, I mean, and she uh, uh, presumably is dead, buried under uh, the sand, yep. and and that's I it. And then credits. And yes. Um, what happened in the? Let's let's
0: talk about this, Bo. What mm-hmm. actually happened in this episode?
1: Okay, so you find out the crazy plot. You find out that Vincent was, in fact, kidnapped and that Liv had something to do with it. You, But, but, you don't know where he's been. Right, you still don't know where he's been. No, because we'll stretch
0: that out for another couple of episodes.
1: And Liv got back to the house, and that's pretty much it.
0: That is it. That is it, and Robin's body was discovered. Yeah. That is literally it. We yeah. are four episodes in and they've given us on the fourth episode a filler episode. That does not bode well.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're not... That's only one,
0: one death. We need to get down to asshole survivor at the end of this. Maybe two. Uh, but asshole survivor at the end of this. There's a lot of people walking around, which means there is going to be an inevitable episode somewhere, maybe the next one, where about three characters are going to die, right? Just bring one of them forward into this episode.
1: Um, or it turns out that this is a real like murder on the Orient Express thing, get that all of <laughs> them, all in like, it. yeah, they've all killed somebody. Um, but spoiler alert from a really, really, really old book, right? Um, sorry, yeah, sorry to ruin Murder on the Orient Express, the uh, the, the century old mystery, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> the
0: definitive Christie mystery. Uh, but yeah, like. It just it didn't do anything. This could this like the oh, everything you've seen in here could have been condensed into fifteen minutes.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it's a total wheel spinner of an episode. Yeah. Um All right. But before we we wrap things up, a couple of things uh, from chat. Uh, Raman, always good to see you. Thanks for joining us. And then uh, hello. We also got the question: Have you guys got to the big reveal yet? Where it was old man Jenkins the whole time. Now I propose. Duncan, that any given episode of Sco- Scooby Doo is generally a better mystery.
0: Oh, than less hundred percent, yeah, hundred yeah. so, yeah, percent,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And those those were done over what twenty five minutes, mm-hmm. and written by people that had to churn out these things every single
1: week for like years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're like every season of Scooby Doo was like forty seven episodes long. Yeah, yes. Um, so that is it for
0: yeah i, I wish this was it ball, but we have four fucking episodes still go. we have a back half now to do
1: we're but we're in the back nine season five of slasher has been announced but it's nowhere like that's we, it. we, we, we will not be touching that for a long yeah. time so we're, we're the light the, there is light at the end of the tunnel is what we're saying um hopefully it is not an uncommon train uh, so <laughs> Duncan, <laughs> yes, but... where, where can people find more of you between now and when next we speak? um you can of course
0: check me out on podcasts under the stairs uh right now we are to be honest, like and uh, my content releasing has went down a little bit, just mostly because I know it's like it's only two episodes in a week, um uh-huh. mostly because like I've been to that festival tons of screeners and loads of stuff to catch up on so there's still been the monday episodes which i'm, I'm really enjoying putting out and um what you will be getting in the interim between us talking again uh, on podcast under the stairs is you will be getting another two episodes of march madness where we do a serial killer style profile on an actual serial killer in a horror movie the next one will be dropping on monday and it'll be on the clove hitch killer uh, uh- which is a really 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 good movie i'd like that once again coming back to that one that movie holds up stands up granted it like it says at the end any uh any likeness to any known person or whatever you know is like these characters are purely fictitious. and i was like btk um i'm just saying BTK. Uh, But yeah, so that's going to drop. We'll we'll have our our finale for that that will drop on either Friday or Saturday. I am dropping a review on Tuesday of a brand new movie called Broadcast Signal, which I thought was great. I I know it's done the festival run and all the rest, but uh, there's a little bit of film footage in there. There's a little bit of kind of internet paranoia in there and all the rest. And I think it it holds together really, really well. So we'll get my review of that. You will also get um, a review, which is dropping tonight, uh, from my Arrow video assortment on a little double bill. You may have heard of it before from a, a, a director called Jeremy Gardner of The Battery and After Midnight, um, which came out in the same release. So we'll be doing many reviews of those two. On the Teapots Collective, you will be getting... The aforementioned episode, of Chronicle, where myself and the bass sit down and speak about the original The Vanishing from 1988. Um, there will be an episode of doing the nasty dropping as well, as we have to begin with, which we're looking at strangers on a train, um, and uh, listener reviews of our previous movie, which was Chinatown. So yeah, very, very busy. It's all found at teapotscast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Chinatown jaina um all right so uh for more out of me uh you can check out uh pick six movies um which is looking at diehard ripoffs this season uh, you can uh the most recent episode just dropped on passenger 57 uh just, oh yeah always bet on blame. wow <laughs> and uh yeah so just search for pick six movies wherever uh you find your podcasts uh and all the horror stuff i do is found at the dark parade uh which is uh, a series of main episodes and bonus episodes and all kinds of fun stuff um recently uh we we looked at uh, last night in soho with uh jamie sammons oh yeah i like that
0: movie quite quite
1: bit. it's a real good movie and uh it was a real fun conversation as well so um so all of that stuff is available on dark parade along with down footage fool and uh a bunch of bonus stuff so um go over and subscribe to that and and Enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it all. Um, you can't help but we'll enjoy, enjoy it. it. Uh, yeah, if you don't, uh, you getting a uh, one, one in the dish. Uh, yep,
0: yeah. we'll, we'll go full blown after conversation with you.
1: Why you no enjoy? Why? Uh, why you no like, Daddy? Uh, <laughs> so, um, in the meantime, though, uh, we will be back in two weeks to talk about episode five of Slasher Season Four. So close. So close. Oh, so the close. <laughs> and uh, the only thing left to do is to say to my good friend Duncan, say goodnight, Duncan.
0: To my good friend Duncan, say goodnight, Duncan. Ah.
1: That's
0: what I do. That's what I do. Every day.